Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 176. On this episode, I have an incredible conversation with Mike Maines of Mike Maines and the Branches. Uh, If you're not familiar with them, then it's time to get familiar with them. Uh, (laughs) Great band. Really looking forward to you guys hearing this conversation. We talked about all kinds of stuff, you know, from kind of the inception of the project through the last legitimate, you know, 10 plus years of him persevering and putting out music and doing this thing that is not only really for him, but with a purpose to deliver things that others can relate to and, you know, pull them through whatever life's thrown at them. And we talked about how over the pandemic, he kind of reached a, a boiling point with some of the stuff he was dealing with um, and how that kind of manifested itself into the new music and just the new uh, energy that's coming from from his art. And it's just a really, really cool story. So let's do it. Let's dive into this conversation with Mike Maines of Mike Maines and the Branches. So, uh, to kick things off, I do start with the same boring ass question simply because I just refuse to sit down and think of something better. Uh, it's the simple <laughs> introduction, man. Who are you? And for anybody that's not aware, just a little background on yourself. Cool. Uh, my name is Mike Maines. I'm a songwriter, a musician, producer, and artist. Um, I'm, I started the band that I'm in, Mike Maines and the Branches, in 2009 with uh, my best friend at the time, Shannon, who would later go on to become my wife, and we've been doing it ever since. Um, and there's been swirling highs and grueling lows, and you know everything in between. And uh, but I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful to to be doing music. Yeah, for sure. And I think you know one of the things that that was cool for me to see, you know, when I started talking to Shane about, you know, having you on the podcast and doing a little bit of my research and stuff, you know, you mentioned the, the start in 2009. And I mean, just the number of bands that haven't survived that long period, let alone throw in a pandemic in the middle of it, where you absolutely, you know, couldn't get out and do anything. And it really started to fuck with everybody's mental health. So for you to be able to persevere through that, um and still come out this other side and say you know there's still a lot of this story to be told and I want to be here telling it Mm. yeah yeah I mean I I think if if I've learned anything I think it's life is going to to have its good days and and it's going to have its challenging days um but in general I feel like life is is hard uh, and if it's going to be challenging either way, the only tool I've found for providing meaning to my life and significance is in spite of all of the uncontrollable variables like friends dying or good days, bad days, all those things is doing meaningful work that I that I really love. And yeah. Uh, it doesn't eliminate those things. Uh, it does help me have a place. I feel like I can carry that joy and sorrow and and every, everything too. So I'm I'm able to process. Yeah, and I I think that's an important thing for for anyone really to try to find it within their life, right? Like like you said, life's hard. If it's not, you know. Yeah not trying to knock anybody, but you're probably a trust fund baby that's never had to worry about a whole lot of stuff. Uh, (laughs) But for the normal person, uh, life is not always easy. And, you know, there's probably going to be more hard days than great days, but it's, it's knowing that what you're doing with your life, whether it's your job, whether it's a hobby, whether it's being a, a husband, a father, anything like that, that there's some sort of additional meaning that I can provide. And, um, finding that purpose within the the heaviness, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, let's dive in a little bit to the history of the band. For those that aren't familiar, like you said, you've been around since uh, 2009. You've dropped several albums at this point. Um, a new one just dropped back on September the 15th because this episode's going to go live a couple days after that. So we're fast cool. forwarding through time. Cool. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the new record just dropped. Uh, it's called Memory Unfixed via Tooth and Nail Records. Uh, first, I want to touch on, you know, I talked about your longevity. Let's talk about the longevity of Tooth and Nail and just the absolute amazing roster that they provide. What's it like for you to be able to partner with someone with that kind of of lineage, if you will? Yeah, man, it's a it's a it's a wild ride, you know. <laughs> you it it's uh, it feels surreal. Like I remember being a kid growing up and being 16, 17 years old and listening to the bands that were on on the label kind of in their in their prime. Um, and the idea of ever being on Tooth and Nail wasn't even a thought in my mind because I thought that that'll never happen. But it was it was certainly a dream. Right. Um, and and here we are, you know. And it's um, it's overwhelming, you know. Um, and I think I, I think the other thing that I that I've realized too um, is the a label a label is a a partner, you know. I think some I, I remember thinking like um you get you get a record deal and then you're, you're i don't know you're you're buying like yachts or something and it's, it's certainly that hasn't right. <laughs> been our experience um while they're incredibly supportive like we're we're an indie band and they're an indie label and so it feels a little grittier and and like we're we're trying to just be really wise and not make crazy investments but just try to s- grow together in a way that is is sustainable and um yeah I'm, I'm really grateful for them yeah yeah i think you're absolutely right you know i'm i'm 38 so i definitely remember back in the day you know seeing bands signed to to tooth and nail or fearless or you know victory records whoever and you're just like yeah. even at that point you were like oh man they've made it like they don't have to worry about yeah. anything anymore and the truth yeah. of the matter is that's not you know a fact and i think labeling your your record label as your partner is a really cool way to look at it because the assumption is that oh well they're paying for the the music video they're paying for all this stuff and it's like well yeah but i'm paying them back and it's we're still yeah. needing to be smart about what we invest in yeah 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 i mean i i think like some some <laughs> i remember it was a really good piece of advice like early on um an executive in the industry gave me he was just a mentor he's like understand that any amount of money you get from a label and and this was this is a guy who was a label executive he wasn't throwing shade at labels but he goes any amount of money that you give them you are paying them back so treat every cent that's being spent like it's it's your money you know and so Mm -hmm. i've always i've always tried to get um to to find that sweet spot between like i i want to be able to recoup this thing as fast as humanly possible to generate more revenue and be be a good investment on their behalf right because if you as the artist have a label that feels like you're um a, a good partner right they're going to want to continue to pour gas on that flame so um yeah 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 it, it is an interesting way to to think of it that way that every dollar they spend is really should be thought of as a dollar that's coming out of your own pocket because in a sense it is and i think that's at least when i was growing up it was a misconception i think it probably still is where they they being the new kids into the industry or whatever, assume that there's a a blank checkbook of sorts. And it's like, yeah, well, it, it is, but that's all on loan. And it's gonna, you know, you can spend a million dollars, but you're gonna pay back at least a million dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, you don't recoup and the label is suffering that loss. And then they're probably not renewing your contract and now you 
now so it's yeah i've just always and maybe it's like the the midwest mentality that i have of like i understand that if you want to win big you got to play big and take big risks and i do think there is a time for for that as well i i just i remember a, a manager told me one time like championships are won not by a star player they are won by a lot of people making really great decisions like a lot of small decisions that are collectively accumulating into a, a play that is won a game that is won a playoff that is won a championship that is won so i've always i've always for me i guess also like i never got into this to get famous i never got into this to get rich um i i like that I think it's an old proverb, you know, like I don't want to be so rich that I feel like I don't need God or love or people. I also don't want to be so poor that I need to go and rob a bank. Um, right. I like the idea of, of having more than enough and yet n never, um, never so um, insulated from, from the, the pains of, of life that i I don't know that I'm, I just wake up and I'm, <laughs> I don't know. And an Island or something. Um, and, and I think be, the other thing that's really beautiful about being on an, an India label is um, they, they've just let us make the records that we want to make, you know, like I, yeah. I just turn in my album, like here's my album. And they're like, okay, this is great. And, and, and I guess one, you could argue a critique would be, also like man i would sometimes i wonder like should there be more pushback but um i i i really appreciate the freedom and license of them just feeling like no man like these are great songs we believe in what you're doing keep keep at it so i'm i'm grateful yeah and i i think that's the importance of and i'm sure we'll we'll talk about this some too but it's it's finding the right people to be in your circle and on your team right like you could yeah. sign with a, a different label, but maybe that different label says, hey, uh, we're only doing metalcore stuff. So now your next album has to be metalcore. And it's like, okay, yeah. but that's not who I am. Like, why would we go that route? Um, so to find a team that says, hey, we believe in what you are doing, do you and we will support it. There's no better feeling for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I, I think they know... I think they know that about me. I'm a bit of a maverick, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I and, and I, I'm unapologetic in that because ultimately, I I really like I'm not gonna let anybody mess with my art. Like I, I'm very gracious in a lot of yeah. things. Where I will not compromise is the integrity of my art. Um, but yeah right <laughs> yeah i could i could yeah, talk no. about that all day no it, but i i think that's that's another one of those things that you know not saying that there's a ton of i mean i guess logically there has to be a ton in every uh situation for this but i think there's definitely some people that make music for the wrong reasons because they think they can get famous because they want money, whatever. Um, you know, they exploit the system, whatever it is. Um, but then there's people like yourself where this is my art. This is my release. It's my therapy. It's, it's mine that I'm allowing others to participate in. And I think that's where some of that difference comes in because to your point about, you know, wanting to be comfortable in life, but not necessarily being rich off of it. It's because the measure of success, when I view it as my art that I'm allowing others to experience is a much different thing than I only am chasing money. Yeah. Yeah. And I found it's honestly, it's so wild when you, for me, you know, I can only speak for me when I, when I'm trying to figure out how to I don't know, make more or how do I win more fans or like, how do I, I don't know. Whenever my mindset is in, in that place, it feels um, constricting. 
it 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 almost feels like like climbing a wall that is being rapidly built higher and higher as you climb it uh mm -hmm. and and in believing that you're going to make it to the top um versus surrendering completely and getting off the wall and going back into the into the workshop and doing the thing that gives you life and for me the most uh the most fulfilling part of the process is um is the writing it's being alone for hours in my my studio and and messing around with ideas and, and coming up with something i'm excited about and then sharing it with with my wife that's still um you know as a as a person in recovery i i say they don't make that drugs that good i've done most of them you know um right. <laughs> like that that's still in in a lot of ways the i still feel like a 15 or a 16 year old kid in my my bedroom just really stoked about um this thing that I made and so when of course I've got to make money of course we've got to like go on tour and um promote it and there that's a lot of work the there's pros and cons to to all of that but I I, I do better when my perspective is uh, remembering why I heard a really great quote we lose our way when we lose our why and so if I just continue to remember my why, it, it's like I, I remember being 15 or 16 and feeling depressed and going to punk rock shows and seeing a room full of people that looked kind of awkward and weird, just like me. And those songs made me feel less alone. I do this because I know that in the cities that I go to and in, in the shows that I play, there's going to be someone else uh that feels that way i just got an email today uh from someone who was so moved and impacted by our music they had to email our manager who then forwarded it to us about the impact the music made like i mean we might not and probably will never be as big as coldplay or ed sheeran or whatever and yet at the same time um here is a human being whose music has moved our music has moved their lives in, into a positive direction and they, they were so impacted by it. They felt they needed to reach out. Like I can't quantify or place a value on that. And, and on my dark days, um, those are the things that really helped me remember to, to keep putting one foot in front of the other, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, that's one of those not taking anything away from, you know, Coldplay, Ed Sheeran, anyone, because they've, they've made those same impacts on different scales and, and whatnot yeah. as, as well, you know, but um, to your point, you know, being in the the kind of arena that you're in now, to still have people to know that your music is hitting somebody's emotions and chest the way that music affected you is that like it's a it's almost a recharge of the battery right like yeah it gives you that that motivation of okay you know i i'm on the right path because people are saying that this has helped them in some way um and to your point you know i don't know that there is a dollar amount that you can put on somebody coming up to you at a show and saying thank you for making the music that you make. It's helped me. It, it saved my life. It did this thing for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously capitalist America, we'd love to put an actual dollar amount to it and say that somebody owes me that, you know, $10,000, yeah. but uh, <laughs> realistically, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's no way to do that, but I think it is a, again, going back to your thoughts on the like measures of success, right? Like, those are incomparable to any paycheck that you can get. Yeah, truly, truly. It's a, it's, it's a gift. And I think that that for me is the most important thing to remember is that it, it's an, it's a gift and a privilege. And I mean, I, I think most people like, uh, you know, the thing that I have to remind myself of is, 
most people don't get to do what I do, you know, and, and I, you know, when people ask me, so what do you do? Like, what's your, what's your job? Um, I'm a musician. No, 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 I, I know. But like, what do you do for, for work? What do you do to, to make money? I'm like, well, that, that's, that's it, you know, and people's hesitation or their, the fact that they, they have a hard time believing that makes sense to me because I, I recognize how hard it is to make a living in this industry. But, but I, but I have to remember that even though, um, for, for me, uh, I think the hunger that I had growing up and it still exists today, it's still alive and well, it's like, when I was 16, there was like this gap between who I was and, and who I wanted to be. Right. And, mm-hmm. and then I got into my early twenties and I, I closed that gap. I, I got where, where I, I wanted to be, but, but then I wasn't done. Right. There was a new Canyon. There was a new mountain. There was a new desert to cross. Right. And um, yet at the same time, while I want to grow and thrive and flourish, I, I, man, I don't want to be so busy going somewhere else that I lose my ability to cherish the sacred magic of, of every moment. The, the washing the dishes in the morning, a cup of coffee, listening to the birds sing while I, I sit outside and journal, you know, like I don't want to be so in a rush to get somewhere else that I forget that it's, yeah, it's just all, it's all a gift. I'm, yeah, I'm, hey. I got a lot of monologues going on today, man. <laughs> hey, I'm good with it. These make for really good episodes, so I'm I'm totally <laughs> fine with that. Um, yeah, it, it's the you know the old proverb saying whatever it is about you know um, you don't want to don't want to lose the I'm gonna mess it up now. You don't want to lose the forest for the trees or vice versa, whichever it is. Like you don't want to be so focused on what that other thing is that you lose track of everything around you. Um, And, you know, for something that I'm sure you and I will get into, but, you know, you've already touched on the addiction part for yourself and, and mental health. I'm someone that, you know, has struggled with mental health my whole life as well. So, you know, there are definitely days where, you know, you take waking up for granted to some extent um yeah and maybe that's all you could do that day but you know what that's enough that day as long as you're still moving forward yeah yeah and i i I think i remember being in um a session with my therapist this must have been about a year ago and um he he said well let's do this let's put like buddha or jesus over in in a chair off to the left um and then let's put you know your trauma or the people in your life that have negatively impacted you it's like okay great where are we going to start and he goes let's let's go with the baggage the family history you know so it's like uh, you know let's talk about you know the the anger that you feel towards you know these people that harmed you and, and direct your attention towards that chair how do you feel i'm like hot sweaty I feel like I've got fire in my blood and I, and I want to kill somebody. Okay, good. Okay, good. Now let's look over to Buddha. This, this person who's saying uh, all life is suffering. And at the most we, we can do is surrender to the reality that it is suffering and we can find freedom from suffering and surrendering to it. Or Christ who's saying, take up your cross, your suffering, and follow me into more suffering, a life devoted to suffering while helping eliminate suffering in, in others' lives. And so it, and he goes, well, when you think about that path, you know, again, go back to this other chair. How do you feel? Angry, rage, um, uh, you know, murder, violence. When you go over here, what do you feel? Uh, light as a feather it feels like somebody just opened the windows to my soul and and let the ocean breeze come in and sunshine and blue skies and he goes okay both exist inside of you 
or or to quote you know jesse lacy you know the devil and god are raging inside me and so i i think seeing life truly as or you know a taoist would say the yin yang right there's light and dark in that symbol saint francis of assisi would say the sun and the moon are my father's eyes which is um you know what aaron weiss was singing about on brother sister with me without you back in the day in in seeing that there there is a balance that exists within the tension of being human um i i know it's interesting like i don't know that i would know what joy was unless i had the sandpaper of sorrow to rub up against it and so um i i think for me it's just seeing everything even the the as, as brutal as it sounds the misery carries within it a gift um and so anyway i i'm 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 rambling but those are the things that i i i try to really pour into in into the music which is um the stuff of 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 human existence right yeah yeah and i i think there is there's a lot of of you know the duality of man type of of stuff where to your point, I how can I know what happiness is if I've never had sadness? How can yeah. I know what what it means to love something if I've never lost anything? Um, yeah. You know, there's so much of that stuff, and it it is a really hard place to get to, especially on the dark days and you know pre any sort of treatment, whether that's therapy or medication or whatever. Um, you know, it definitely is a hard thing to see, but I think once that realization hits that like, again, okay, today, all I could do was get up and brush my teeth. Cool. Then you did everything you can do. As long as you gave a hundred percent of what you had that day, nobody can take anything away from you. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's dive into the, the new album, man. So uh, you know, COVID comes along, fucks everything up, slows mm-hmm. down everybody's process, um, gives you, you specifically, but only because we're having this conversation, gave everybody a lot of time in their own heads, right? What did yeah. that do for you? I know, um, obviously, the press release and whatnot, they've got quotes from you and whatnot around yeah. allowing certain things to boil over and then taking that time to focus on, okay, it's time to address some of these things. Yeah, yeah. God, I don't want to. I don't want a pandemic, uh, but I, but I do feel like I could. I could use another long, <laughs> unbroken chunk of time, like uh, off the road. Like we're put, we're putting this record out, but I'm I'm also like, oh God, I I want to lock myself away and 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 keep writing. But um, that yeah. So we moved down here. My wife and I moved down from Michigan. Um, and about four or five months before the pandemic and um, getting ready to, to hit the road and then um, to try to continue spreading the word about our last album. And um, yeah, everything hit, hit pause. And um, so that was, that was discouraging obviously because we felt like there was a lot of life left in that, the when we were in love era and, and that got pretty snuffed out. Um, and then, yeah, I, it was the first time in my life, these, and, and so it was the first time in my life I'd, I'd been home that long. And it had also been the first time in my life I, this period of the last four years has been the first time in my life I've lived in the same house in the same city consistently uh up until this point i've never lived anywhere more than a year to a year and a half it's just always up up and go 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 and the gift that the pandemic gave me is this opportunity to let things settle i think about like a white gallon bucket you know if you've got a bunch of sediment or dirt in it and you fill it with water right you leave it alone long enough and all of the 
dirt is going to fall to the bottom and then the water will go clear. And it, for me, it felt like the first time in my life where that stuff was able to settle to the bottom and I, I could see clearly, oh man, there's some, there are some ghosts haunting this machine that I need to befriend. Uh, and part of that is going to look like uh, an even more extended break away from the band and from the road. Part of that is going to look like therapy. Part of that is going to look like recovery. Part of that is going to look like, you know, building some walls between old relationships and building some bridges towards new ones. And um, it was one of the hardest seasons of my life. Um, and the, the beginning of the journey uh, creatively started with the the first track on the record lost boys which when i wrote it it was titled moses and i was thinking a lot about moses i was reading that that story and and it was interesting i wasn't reading it through the perspective of a uh, spiritual person or a religious person it was uh i i want to read this from a, a literary perspective just let's let's soak the 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 meat out of the or not soak the meat that doesn't make any sense but like soak the the truth out of this this story and here's this guy who like me has this really tattered past kind of gets a shot at redemption turns things around leads his people out of slavery quite literally there is a hummingbird that just buzzed by that was so cool um leads his people out of slavery uh and it takes him four to it you know it takes him days to get out of egypt but it takes 40 years to get egypt out of these people which i thought was really interesting and then right at the edge of the promised land blows it and never goes into the promised land he dies at the edge of the promised land and yeah. i i man i i feel like there there are seasons of my life or characters i've played at certain plays in my life if you will where i i did die at the edge of whatever that promised land was and then of course there's the big macro one where it's like over the long enough timeline, am I going to die at the edge of, of my promised land or am I going to fulfill what it is that I was put here to do, you know? And God, there, I think that the part of it that's so heartbreaking is, is the, the finality. Like after all that, that, that he did, that one, one mistake at the very end prevented him from everything that he had worked for. Um, and, and yet that story has stood the test of time. And so even though he didn't get where he was hoping he could go him, his story being told is helping other people get where they wanted to go. And I don't know if we would be telling or, or thinking about it the same way, if he got everything he wanted. Right. So um, that, I think that tension um is the scaffolding upon which the, the the album memory unfixed is built and that idea of memory unfixed is is really all of those all of those ghosts you know swimming up to the surface and being like hey this is the first time you've sit still long enough for me to actually haunt you properly yeah. um and and i was i was really able to process those things as well it's like on one hand i was i was experiencing childhood teenage and and my early 20s trauma as well as looking at what's happening in the world and um being really angry and writing songs that were me for the first time in my life being political which i, I i've never set out to do but I, I say political only because I feel like it, it it's going to be hard for people to 
to hear certain lyrics on on songs on this record like losing my head or better than it ever was and not feel like hey man i feel like he's he's taking a shot at the capital c church and i am right. i absolutely am um yeah. but it but yeah so that's um that is the place the the album was born for sure yeah i think you know one of the things i want to touch on that you said that i think is a really special way to look at things you said uh these ghosts kind of came up and you befriended them instead of thinking of them as an adversary that you have to fight and i think that's an interesting thing because so many people especially in the mental health realm you know we talk about fighting our demons and it's like okay but but i can lose a fight you know i can i can be worn down in a fight but if i'm trying to befriend it not in the sense of like accepting it as the the superior being or or whatever over me but to say okay this thing is here that's okay let's go talk about it let's go figure out how we can coexist because ultimately we're never going to to fix everything right but we can coexist with everything that has happened yeah yeah and man i for, for me running away from it 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 almost felt like every step I took while running away from it was also building a a snowball that kept growing Mm -hmm. bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually, you know, turned into an avalanche. And I, I'm grateful that I was able to come out from under that by the grace of God and my wife and some some really wonderful friends and but i but i see those ghosts now like you said more more as friends it's like when the when the gas gauge on my car says low fuel i'm not like oh you you're such a dick gas gauge it's like no dude like (laughs) you just gotta fill up the tank you know and so when those when those emotions rise up in me now, I'm 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 learning to go, oh, underneath of like you're feeling anxious and, and panicky and you're feeling a bit overwhelmed. What are you afraid of right now? Like what's underneath of that? You're angry. What are you resentful of? Who are you resentful for? And if you're angry, what's under the anger? Oh, it's probably fear too. You know, and yeah. and so being able to, for me, I had a, a mentor say one time, most emotions, if you really drill down deep enough, we're choosing between fear and love. And uh, I would agree with that. And in, in learning to face the shadow side, as, as you know, Carl Jung would say, um, and make friends with you know or not even fight my demons right but dance with my demons um yeah and again i i see it mirrored in in so many different world religions like christ goes into the wilderness to meet the wild beast for 40 days you've got siddhartha or you know the buddha sitting under a lotus tree literally eating one grain of rice and like his skin like wrapped around his bones like he is on the edge of death like that in as joseph campbell would say about the hero's journey you you do i feel like in order to become who you are always meant to be the heroes are the people that face that stuff head on like luke i I know it sounds cheesy but star wars man like yeah luke lost his aunt lost his uncle they were dead you can either run away or you can like jump into the fight and 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 at least die on the right side of history right and he makes the right decision but that's just the beginning of the the movie you know and so that was really helpful for me as i wrote this record and and worked on these songs and was processing a lot of that stuff is is realizing like failure shame guilt regret addiction mental health all those things depression they don't have to be the end of the story but they they can be a beautiful frame around it 
they can mm-hmm. be the backdrop, but they don't have to be the thing that is in focus, you know? And um, the songs are, were a really beautiful gift to me in that way because they did become vehicles to to process a lot of a lot of that stuff yeah yeah i think you know one of the the things i've said in the past and it's something i still struggle with i think anybody that has dealt with mental health is always struggling with something on it but um you know i i love to think about life as as a book right it's got different chapters you're going to move on tell the story through different characters things like that and i think the unfortunate because of the stigma around mental health especially unfortunately a lot of people allow their mental illness depression anxiety schizophrenia whatever it is to become the main character of the story instead of a background character to your point or a sidekick or just a thing that happens in the story yeah yeah i don't blame them I mean, it's it's easier to become a villain to become a villain, I think, than it than it is to to be a hero. And I look at I look at, I, look at <laughs> I don't know why we're so why I'm so Star Wars heavy right now, but it's like Anakin had trauma, man. He lost his wife, and yeah. you know, and Luke death happened to both people, and they responded to it differently. And yet there's there's such beauty in the archetype of even Darth Vader, who ultimately like it makes the right choice at the very end. So I, I just I see those storylines and um they give me hope and I and I, I really think like that <laughs> I feel like you know, even for a late bloomer you know if some if someone's like really struggling it's like dude watch star wars man uh darth, darth vader was a bit of a late bloomer but he got it right at the end you know like um yeah yeah there's just um i i i just think we're not as far off from being able to turn things around as as we think we are and um i'm 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 really grateful to to be on on um a trajectory where i i believe that's that's possible cuz i i haven't always yeah yeah and i but i think you know i'm a big star wars nerd myself so i i feel <laughs> you on this uh so like the the darth vader thing you know i do think it's whether george lucas intended it to be this deep of a meaning or not probably not but you know, Darth Vader falls and is the number one villain. He's done everything wrong, but to your point, at the end, finds salvation in doing the right thing. So it's like, yeah, it is this really beautiful story that it's never too late to to redeem yourself. And I think the the dichotomy there is, you know, when you watch the the movies and pay attention to the stories, to your point, you know, Anakin deals with death and goes down the left path and and has a really hard life because of it luke deals with death and goes okay it's time to be a champion i need to to be there for those that need me and really kind of takes it head on um and moves forward in that positive fashion and it's all about you know uh as hard as it is finding that perspective in your own life and saying okay life gave me a shitty hand right now but what am i going to do to fix it yeah and if you don't have darth vader and luke you've got no lightsaber battle baby right (laughs) (laughs) we 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 hate the problems we we complain about them and yet like the 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 awful things that happen when we're growing up or the terrible things that may or may not happen down the road like friends we love are gonna die we're going to have bills we don't know how to, to pay for. I'm going to put out a record. Maybe it's this record, right? I feel like it's my best work. Maybe everyone's going to think it sucks. Um, like, who knows, right? And, like, it, the the beauty is that either way I'll, I'll survive, you know? And, and, and I just, I, I know it sounds cheesy, but, like, I'm 
I see, I feel like we just got to ride home with this Star Wars thing. Like, (laughs) I see a lot of Luke in Darth, and I see a lot of Darth in Luke, both the good and the bad, both the light and the dark. And that, I think, that idea of there being rage and joy and love and hate and peace and war um i I think and and if if i've learned anything it's again it's like the idea of of building a life that is just climbing its way into some sort of utopia that is insulated from all all of the the negative emotions of being human feels like hell to me um but but facing everything head on and writing songs that express the explosive expansive joy and the hellish low points you know like i i'm i'm interested in writing those songs and um because i feel like they tell the story of what it means to be human you know um and yeah i'm i've been loving this (laughs) yeah Yeah. um no and i i do think you know the the thing for me the reason i've always gravitated to to like your style of music where it is all authentic and real life and the stories both good and bad is because you know there are times in my life that I only related to the bad stuff. I only wanted to hear that I wasn't alone and others are suffering as well or whatever. Um, yeah. But then I've also had points where it's like, you know what, that cheesy love song, I get it now. You know, I, I want to be a part of that. Um, and I think for you in the position that you're in now, um, and obviously we'll see with this record as it, as it drops, but I think you're going to see that, based on you know as gross as the business is and you have to look at analytics and all the the streaming numbers and all that crap but Mm. you're gonna see that you know some of those dark songs are okay maybe those pop off first because that's where people are in their lives right now and then you've got those slow burn songs that then people pick up and they're like oh this is where i was trying to get to you know and this is yeah same for you as you write it like this is what i wanted to get to is this beautiful moment yeah yeah that's cool that's yeah. cool yeah so uh as the album drops like i said this episode's gonna go live just a little bit after uh the album's out so we won't have full full knowledge of anything yet uh but one of the my favorite questions to ask when somebody's dropping a new piece of work like this is a two-part question number one is what song do you think people are going to gravitate to and number two is what song do you hope that they gravitate to oh god um i really hope that people gravitate towards losing my head um i'm really proud of that that one um it it's it's like uh pulling the pin off of a grenade and throwing it into a song and just being like here you go um we'll see uh that's the song i feel like people are gonna love the most um i i would say we're alive um just just because it it is um it's an honest expression of 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 who i am and even the verses on that song are talking about some really really intense things but um it's anthemic and it's it's kind of beachy and it's upright and so i it seems to be the one folks like so far you know um and yeah i'm trying not to hold it too tightly (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's one of those where obviously not fully intentionally like you didn't set out just to write that type of song but like it's easily digestible right like regardless of what genre you like whatever it's it's an easily digestible song so uh awesome we'll backtrack just slightly to touch back on the star wars thing i have to ask what's the the number one in your 
the entire franchise, what's the Star Wars movie to you? Empire Strikes Back. Right? It's the easiest answer. I fight everybody that disagrees with me on it. Empire Strikes Back, man, forever. It's like, um, it's Shakespeare. It is. It's it's Mozart. It's Picasso. I mean, it's 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 perfect uh I, I mean dude don't get me wrong i loved return of the jedi too um but yeah i i feel like um also i like the dark knight in um that 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 batman trilogy i i would yeah. say like far and above and of course like losing heath ledger like no one's gonna allow that to to not be the the most uh, you know, emotionally charged, but um, still, God, what a what a great movie too. Um, yeah, and yeah. I think I think for me on The Dark Knight, um, it it sucks to say, right? Because like you don't want to take it away, rob anybody for the future. And as good as like Joaquin Phoenix is or anyone else, like yeah. Heath Ledger was the Joker. Period. Um, no question. Not, there's there's nobody else that that portrayed the joker in in that vein uh with such just such passion i mean you know it's one of those roles that it sucks that he didn't get to live to see the accolades that that he deserved off of it yeah yeah man he literally was the joker on set yeah like that's something i i I read recently like he was in character the entire time, which is so yeah. cool. Yeah, that's um, I've heard that that's part of what they think. The, it was an accidental overdose, but they think that contributed to it is because he was such a, um, a method actor. He got so deep into the role and just, you know, was lost in himself, essentially. Man, um, so then the flip side of that question, and now that I'm going to try to bring us back up a little bit. What's the shittiest Star Wars movie in your opinion? <laughs> Attack of the Clones. Mm, okay. okay. I mean, that's the first one that comes to mind. I I I can't even bring myself to even think about well the the three new ones like the very last one of the three new ones with like luke skywalker like dustin off his shoulder yeah i could have done without i could have done without all three of those um yeah um, i'm gonna hot take it i'm gonna hot take it it's solo Solo i never even saw it i'm sure it's garbage i'll go i'll trust your judgment yeah, I've heard it was trash garbage. It it is it is so bad. Um, so yeah, that that's at the bottom of my list. Uh, I'm like you though, like the the quote unquote new trilogy, the new three, um, seven, eight, nine. Like they they just didn't need to happen, right? Like we could have ended with Return of Jedi and been fine with that story for the rest of time. Yeah. And I'm glad they made them. I was I went and watched every single one of them. But I just yeah. like no no villain. No one can possibly. T- and I, and maybe I just it's it's like part of getting older and like there's all the nostalgia bottled up into my my emotional attachment to Vader because a kid growing up with like Rilo Ken if I'm even getting the name right like maybe they think he's scarier than Darth Vader I don't know um but yeah man i love you adam driver but you ain't darth vader baby (laughs) no no he's not Uh, awesome man uh that's really everything i've got so for the for the end what i always love to do is obviously i'll link all your socials and everything but take the last however long to shamelessly plug everything where can people find you what's the best way to interact what do you want them to know yeah um mikemainsmusic.com you go there you can get anywhere else you need to need to go um i just appreciate anyone who wants to take the time to to listen to the songs and of course if you like what you hear we'll be on tour this fall 
with a band called King's Kaleidoscope. That tour starts the first week of October and goes to the end of October. And then many more dates uh, to come. But yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I definitely, you know, I'm excited for people to check it out. Um, <clears throat> I've looked at the the tour dates off here on the side and I, there's a couple that I'll probably be uh, hitting them up to see based on my schedule that at least one of them that I think for sure I can make. So uh, hopefully that awesome. works out. And- We'll get out and, uh, you know, high five each other, you know, in this post uh, COVID world. But um, yeah, man, I'm I'm really excited for you. I think, um, you know, from what I've heard of the new album and everything, I think you're on on the right path. You know, like you said earlier, you think this is your best work, not discounting or discrediting anything that you've done before. But I I would agree that I, I feel like there's just some sort of additional element that has hooked me in whether it's the mental health you know correlation or whatever at this moment um this album for what i've heard is definitely going to be something that's probably uh annoyingly shoved down my friend's throats and make them <laughs> listen to it man i i really appreciate it josh thank you so much for taking the time and um yeah for listening and I, I really appreciate it. And dude, hit me up when you, if you can make the show, I'll throw you on the guest list. I'd love to, yeah. to hang for the show. Yeah, for sure. We'll definitely figure that out. So awesome, man. That's everything uh, we've got for this episode. So I'll, I'll stay in touch and we'll keep everything uh, moving forward. Right. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Take care. Thank, yeah. Thank you, man. Bye. Bye. And that was my conversation with, Mike Maines of Mike Maines and the Branches. Again, huge shout out to him for taking the time to have that conversation with me, being so uh, transparent with some of the the topics that we got into there. And, um, you know, just that general passion that he has with his project. It's really inspiring to see. And I think it's something that you know, hopefully you'll listen to this episode, whether you knew of him before or not, you're going to hear this episode and at least feel like you need to check out the new album. Um, I highly recommend it. You definitely need to do that. Get him on your radar. Be sure that you go give him a like, share, subscribe, follow on any of the social media platforms or, you know, wherever you stream your music. Um, also on the poll of this particular episode i'm gonna put up the question uh there towards the end we talked about star wars uh for a little while actually but uh i'm gonna have a poll question on spotify so if you're listening to this on spotify check out the poll and tell me and mike what your favorite star wars movie is um or maybe what your least favorite movie from star wars franchise is um but yeah that i think that'd be really cool because I think there's going to be a very heated set of uh, ideas in that comment section or that poll. So uh, that's everything, guys. I'm trying to get back to the regular schedule. The normal day job life has uh, definitely taken a turn, um, which has ultimately really affected me. Mentally and just with the time that I have and and things like that, the focus that I needed to to use. So uh, I have been a little bit on the quiet side with the podcast, but I do have a lot of stuff coming up very, very soon. So I'm trying to get back in that regular schedule for you. I'm trying to, um, you know, continue to bring you guys awesome new music, bands that maybe you haven't heard of, maybe you have. Um, and just keep delivering the, the great content that you guys have come to expect from me. So again, I, I apologize for the, you know, couple week break that I've had to take. Uh, but I am really, really trying to get back on, on schedule for you guys. So as always, you know, if you can drop a like, share, subscribe, follow for you make the scene, um, and the musicians for mental health podcast, that would be incredible. Uh, if you'd like to hear Mike maybe on the Musicians for Mental Health podcast, drop a comment on our Instagram, tag him, 
if you want to know more about his story or just want his perspective on mental health um, and that whole journey, uh, because I, I think that's something he would be open to. Um, and I just want to see how many of you guys are open to, to hear about it. So uh, that's everything, guys. As always, thank you so much for everything that you do for me. And remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.